0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to the podcast and this is episode 2 from the Lessons from the World Cup series and this follows on from the video which is now on YouTube so if you haven't seen it, check it out and it all focuses on resilience. Now to be resilient is a massive mental skill, it's normal to lose the ability to remain mentally strong during an intense game. This week from the Lessons from the World Cup series we have an example of the difficulty to be resilient and that's referencing a world-class team in Argentina. Another example that we see week in and week out in football is when the team is winning and concedes the equaliser, the ascendancy often switches from the, the, the winning team to the trailing team, who becomes the superior team in the game. Now, there are so many factors that can explain this, such as the home advantage, or in some cases, the home disadvantage, historic results against the team that they're playing against, or even just a normal running recent form. Now, to be resilient, it is important that you know your role as an individual and as a team. For the coaches listening here, it's important that your team knows exactly what is expected of them, and are aware of the qualities that they bring to the team. And this can be even more effective when the roles are specified in different circumstances of the game. This was something that England did. They had a meeting prior to the Tunisia game and discuss the roles of each player in the event of chasing the game. Now, this is commended to them and and a greater change in approach, and I look forward to seeing all that benefits from the England team. But for a player, anyway, which we discussed last week, it's important to know what you bring to the team that you're playing for and how your strengths can benefit the team. Now, secondly, there needs to be a positive script running through your mind. For an example, when considering the context of a defender, An internal slash external statement such as keep a shape, win the second ball or even get onto their first touch are positive statements with a target and in some ways you can say instruction also. This will be preferred to a more negative start such as don't concede, don't let them get back into the game, don't let this slip as they all have negative connotations that welcome negativity. And this is because our brain cannot differentiate between do's and don'ts. And I'll give an example as to why that's the case. Now, in a quick task for everyone listening, follow these instructions, please. Do not think of Jordans. Air Jordans. Air Jordans, sorry. More specifically, do not think of the typical ones. Well, I'm not too familiar with Jordans, but I have a great idea <laughs> as to what the typical ones are. And I believe they're the white Jordans with a flicker of red on like maybe the... ...the laces or around the laces... ...white Jordans with a flicker of red... ...don't think of those... ...don't think about how they look... ...or don't even try and think of the name of the trainers... ...or the version of the trainers... ...because we're not meant to be thinking of it... ...now, I'm confident that every listener thought of Jordans... ...and that's no fault... fault. ...it's just a matter of how our brain works... ...the brain fails to register... ...avoidant commands... Now, therefore, like a negative statement such as do not concede would welcome the notion of conceding consciously or subconsciously. And this is because we're feeding our brain with negative statements and it is likely that there's a subconscious or even conscious actions that we make during the game that encourages the change in ascendancy of the other team. Now, many wonder what the science is to the change in ascendancy. And a big factor is what we feed our minds then how our body reacts to it. A more positive statement will provide more of a focus on the execution of the task or even statement. So please note that I only use these statements as examples of positive statements, not something that you need to practice exactly. But, you know, the context will be specific to every player. And this is something that you can get in touch with myself and we can work on finding the strategies and statements that are more specific and more meaningful to you. Applying these bite-sized strategies can be personal, and can be more individually focused, but it can also be team-based. So, coaches, it's imperative to pass this on to players, encouraging the use of more positive and instructional statements rather than negative statements. Now, players or athletes in any sport, um, you can pass this on to your teammates, especially if you take part in, you know, team sports, and spread the influence as well as apply. ...for yourself as well. Remember, every action that you make... ...stems from a thought. And the aim of my work and in this podcast... ...is to provide more details... um, ...in how we can... ...practice mental skills... ...and apply it in our performance... ...and raise performance levels... ...through the way that we think. But more importantly... ...I I work one-to-one with athletes... ...and provide strategies to make more... ...empowering performance levels... ...or more empowering performance by focusing on the thought process and trying to make that more automatic. Thank you.